When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And it's Purple Access right now. Judd, Declan, and Chip Scoggins. Training camp is over. The official end came with uh, day two of the joint practices against the Arizona Cardinals at TCO Performance Center. On Thursday, Vikings will play one more preseason game on Saturday. And then uh, cuts will be made from 90 to 53 on Tuesday. Chip Scoggins, uh, along with yours truly, spent the past two days out at uh, TCO watching the Vikings. So as we get set for cuts, Chip, what is your feeling now? I, I, I know that you saw at least a handful, if not more, of training camp practices. What is your feeling about what you've seen, uh, especially in those joint practices from the 2023 Vikings? Yeah, I would say the offense was sporadic, I think. Um which we were joking. That's, I guess you, that's what the uh, training camps are. Some good, some bad, as Seifert says, don't read anything into it. <laughs> yep. But I, yeah, it was, um, there are times we saw cousins get frustrated with something. He let out his, his one curse word, right? Was it yesterday or uh, Wednesday? Was that Tuesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, um, yeah but no. also, also a lot of good moments for them too. So defensively, um, I think we're seeing the Flores. Is chaos the right word for that? D? It's, it's controlled chaos. chaos. Yeah, yeah. I asked, right um, I asked Davenport is that he's like, ah, chaos sounds like it's too uncontrolled. Um, he took it as a as a rip more than a compliment. It looks like <laughs> chaos to us and opponents, and that's all he cares about. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I chaos asked, internally, exactly. Like they don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Um, when Tennessee was here, I asked Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback. I said would you call that defense unique? And he said, I wouldn't call it unique, unique, but it's something you don't see too often, which sounds like unique to me, but, but yeah. uh, um, so clearly it's, and, and I think it's frustrated cousins throughout camp here too. So, but I'm curious um, as camp or as cuts come Tuesday, what do they do at wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that secondary look like? Who's what's the kind of pecking order there? Um, and are they done along the offensive line? Will we see some shuffling there after cuts come and, and do they try to add better and, and running back? Are they, are, are you content with Ty Chandler as your backup? I just don't know. I don't think Judd, I mean, I There's think no you have to go, yep. you have to go find a veteran, right? So yeah. children's used to always warn us, don't read into the 53, right? There's, and I think this 
I think this is going to apply this year. I, when they say 53, it's not going to be the final. There's a ton of things here uh, that you just brought up that I find to be intriguing. One is just from a number standpoint, defensively, do we see sort of a repeat of what they kept by position last year, or does that completely change? Because, like, I think they're going to – I think they have to, and I think that they're going to keep an, an extra safety, but that's going to yeah. come from somewhere. At yeah. quarterback, O'Connell basically said we're keeping three. Yeah, he told me that's a good question by you. He said, you can go ahead and call me the third quarterback. Well, and, and I said, yes, So, th- which means you wouldn't cut yourself. Yeah. But, but with the rule now of the emergency quarterback has to be on the 53, but he doesn't count on game day, I yeah. think a lot of teams are going to, to keep three and not keep three. Yeah. But then does that come from the running back position? Like there's a lot of, of – for, forget the names for a second. There's a lot of questions on positions to me. Uh, you're exactly right. Wide receiver, there's a lot of guys. There, there are guys. Tristan Jackson will be picked up. Uh, yeah, 100%. Tight end. Yeah. Nick Muse will be picked up. If they don't make the 53, I don't think that those guys – I don't think that those guys are going to get through to the practice squad, I should Jared, say. Judd, do you think Jaron Hall would not get through the practice squad? I don't think O'Connell wants to tempt it. You never, didn't there, is it, wasn't it like there was a gentleman's agreement, like, around the NFL, you know, okay, you know yeah. you're, they're trying to get this well, guy on the practice squad, let's not be that But team. the problem is they can't promote him. If they put him on practice squad, he can't yeah. – he's got to be on – so you can't do the Saturday night thing sure, with, with the third yeah. QB. Yeah. That guy that guy has to be on the 53. So yeah. I think Jaron Hall has this team made by that yeah. unless, unless, of course, the other big talker that we have seen this guy's name thrown out by a ton of folks nationally, which is – do they pursue Trey Lance for a late round draft pick? Yeah, I, you know, is it worth a late round draft pick? Probably, but it, but if if Kevin O'Connell's made up his mind, is like, you know what, I don't like him. I, he doesn't fit. Then why are you even going down that That's route? True. And I don't, and I don't know. I mean, the, what if he surely they evaluated him, right? I mean, surely they did all the homework on him, and without knowing what O'Connell's, they may already decided, nah, he doesn't fit with what we want, so it's not even a talker. Um, and I don't know where that is but but you're right i mean the numbers game is going to be interesting because i mean you know somebody's going to get squeezed at wide receiver um mm-hmm. somebody's going to get squeezed at tight end nick muse <laughs> you know i would think um and they'll get picked up so it'll be i'm sure they're going to have to cut someone that they probably like and wish that they didn't have to um but that's, the, that's, that's what you have to make the tough decisions on, you know? Absolutely. And they're also going to have to keep guys. I think they're going to be forced to keep guys that they don't necessarily like that much right now. I, I mean, Lewis seems going to make the team. If yeah. he's a sixth round pick, I think he gets cut. Andrew Booth Jr. is going to make the team. He does not play Flores' style. So, like, Flores yeah. is, like, your second team guy, dude. So, like, there's a lot of there, – there's guys who are going to make the roster based on on uh, their priority of where they were drafted that I think, yeah. given different circumstances, Chipper, wouldn't make this roster. And those guys are going to eat up some, you know, potentially valuable spots. Yeah, you go back to what you said about the safeties. Judd, every time I look out there, there's three three safeties on the field. It's almost like that's their base defense. <laughs> you know, would be it we is. see it so often that you're probably going to have to keep an extra safety. Um, because of that, that's that is going to be based on what we've seen in camp a staple of Brian Flores' defense. I mean, you're just going to see that a lot, and so um, 
I would be curious how many, if you were to guess, they're going to set that 53. How many changes between Tuesday and let's say next, the following Tuesday, you right. know, before they, before they come back and really get into game plan? Three, four? I think they go get a running back. A running back. I I I wouldn't be surprised they do something with the line. I wouldn't be surprised if um, running back. I think for sure. Um, I just. I mean, I I think there's going to be guys that they want to. You know, that they're not really crazy about on their roster. That they want to see who gets cut. And and running back to me is an obvious one, right? Yeah. There's just not enough depth there. Yes. I mean, Kanae Kanae Wagu is just. I mean. They're not happy there. I guess he makes the team, but I'm not so sure anymore, Chip. Like he's a he's a good kickoff returner, but the league doesn't care about kickoff returns. And I mean he he had a chance here. And yeah. and I know he got hurt, but I think it's sort of mysterious that he just disappeared. I mean, he hasn't done anything really since that first day, right? He um, walked out for the walkthrough on Monday and you know, in a walkthrough and did absolutely. Are we sure he makes the nothing. team? I guess no, he I'm does because I'm not sure. I mean, I, I know they value him as a kick returner, but it's like enough for a roster spot when you're cutting. I, I don't know. I, I, right. I guess I'll still say he makes it, but I'm, I'm not. I don't. Doesn't feel like a slam dunk because they have to be just frustrated there. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other part of this uh, conversation too is this one on the offensive line. Are teams, including the Vikings, waiting on Dalton Reisner until after week one when his salary for 2023 is not guaranteed? And, and like, could the Vikings go out and sign a veteran running back the same way? Mm -hmm. So, like, there's going to be guys that they claim, but I I don't think that the roster construction is going to be really done until after the Buccaneers game because I could see them definitely trying to add veterans that they don't have to guarantee the entire salary by not signing them before Tampa Bay. That That's true. I mean, and that, you know, it happens all the time and you can see that, but yeah, I mean, well, here's the other one based off last week. Are you comfortable with only Udo, Udo being your swing tackle? Not really. I mean, I was until then. Is it one bad game or they right. shake their confidence in him? I, I don't know. That was a tour de force of crap. I mean, that was awful. <laughs> Watching that was, I mean, back-to-back penalties. He got, he was getting beat left and right. And I, I defended him because I always said, you know what? He's a terrible guard, but he shouldn't have played guard. But he could yeah. play tackle. But that was absolutely. And, and here's my thing, too. You know, I'm glad O'Neal's back. I hope he's fine. Yeah. But we've talked about this. It's a big man with an Achilles. So, like, he, you know, yeah. could go down I mean, he any, went to, any point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you always worry. But he looked pretty good in that. I mean, full go, he looked good. And he, he said he felt good. So, uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, we're sitting here quibbling about swing tackles and backup guys. But it's like, that's how you win in the NFL. You win by your depth, right? That determines yes. your season. It, it's yes. not like minutia. It, it absolutely, I used to think it's like, ah, why are we, why do we care about 43, 53? Because that's how you win in the NFL a lot of times. Yep. It's, it's survival yes. to get to the end, you know? In the playoffs, too. Yeah. I mean, you like, win you win with the quarterbacks and your stars, obviously. but Right, but the attrition you, is you, incredible now. Yeah, the attrition, you've got to have good backups. You just do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have a ton of depth. And that's the thing is, and and look, Nobody's going to replace, you know, Derisaw straight well, up no. or yeah. O'Neal yeah. or Jefferson, but you can't go off a cliff there. That's the thing is, like, your backups, 
they're backups for a reason, but they have to be serviceable. Yeah, well, that, I mean, obviously, if you lose Jefferson Cousins, there, I mean, there's yeah. guys you lose, your season's done. But I'm talking about just your your average starter. Like, you can't have a massive gap between that when you start having to plug in holes. I mean, if you lose your stars, you're done. But it's it's the other guys. You just you need to have depth. And so this is where, you know, missing on drafts has really cost this team. Um, yeah. the, the depth in the last couple of years has just showed up. It hasn't been good enough. And the 2022 draft, Quasi's first one, I look, I have tried to have yeah. as open mind as possible, right? And I said, you know what? That was year one. It wasn't great, but let's see. I got to be honest, after watching almost every training camp practice, I feel the same. I don't feel good about this. No. I mean, there's there's just still way too many question marks about where is this player, you know, what's this player going to be? And so it's, it's a big year for that group, and it's a big year for Quasey to show that he drafted – he didn't swing and miss on a draft, right? So – um, but it was – yeah, I mean – I thought the Cardinals uh, – I know they got a lot of reps in. I thought the Cardinals joint practices were a little more kind of ho-hum because of the heat. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like it wasn't as energized as maybe the Tennessee one. Um, the heat that first day was just brutal. I can understand why guys might not uh, – it might not have been as energetic. Um, but I, I still think they got you know a ton of really good work. The, the live periods, the you know, the two-minute. Was it the first day against the Cardinals, the two-minute where – or was that the Tennessee ones where they had a couple interceptions? That wasn't good. Um, Tennessee. Yeah. So – but <laughs> I watched the uh, Vikings defense against Cardinals offense. Holy cow. That Cardinals team is going to be awful, Judd. Oh, poor, poor Colt McCoy. <laughs> They're going to throw him. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb. And, yes, they are going to be absolutely terrible. They're going to be terrible. I think Tampa Bay is going to be terrible. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, this is, I, I think at the end of the day that this is going to be a race for Caleb. Caleb Williams. Williams yeah. And if I would go 17 for him. <laughs> I think they'll trade Kyler like, or try to trade Kyler. Well, I, I don't, I, he just got the big deals. I don't know what his contract situation is, but is it going to be really prohibitive if they get that number one deal? To it's going to, it's going to be hard, but I don't know that you can pass on a potential, no, you know, no, generational no guy. And Kyler Murray's not generational. No, there's no way I'd pass on Caleb Williams. I'd go 0-17 for Caleb Williams. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they're they're in a tough spot. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to be good. So To go back to the Vikings' uh, offensive line against the Cardinals and before that, the Titans' fronts, which were – the Cardinals' yeah. front had some pressure. The Titans' front is great. Um, yeah. What's your concern about the interior? And I ask that because off the Cardinals practices, and this seems weird, we did see the Vikings hit some good deep shots against yeah. them. And so, like, the, and, and to get those deep shots, there's no question that the pass protection has to hold up. But I felt like in the short game, the protection didn't hold up as well. And for a lack of a better term, and to use a cliche, it felt like the pocket got muddy quickly. What was your interpretation of that? Yeah, they, they they hit I know two long ones. Um 
Rager got one, and was it Powell got the other one? Jefferson. Well, day one, Powell got or Powell got one, Rager got one, Jefferson yeah. and Osborne. But I'm talking about like the short game, the screen yeah. game. It seemed things got blown up really quickly. I would say just from watching, and I didn't study him the whole thing, but I would say inconsistent. Like there yeah. was there were times where tipped. Yeah, there were times when Cousins man. it looked clean, and and you know he would hit one with, Jester, uh, with Jefferson, and then there'd be tipped or it'd be a hurried throw by him or like you're just like wow where'd that come from it just felt inconsistent that's what i'm saying it's like a lot of good and a lot of bad and and i would say that was the the offense line what's my concern with the interior i'd say probably the biggest well i don't know if it's the biggest concern yeah one of the few biggest concerns for the team obviously because i mean they didn't do anything to upgrade it i mean they probably rolled it back and it wasn't like uh, now they have great tackles, but uh, their interior line I still think is going to be susceptible, Judd, to big, massive uh, tackles and nose tackles and and the pressure up the middle. H- how big a leap is Ingram going to make? Right. I mean, do you think Cleveland's can you you know rely on him and think he's going to perform at a at a decent level? I don't know. And, and Bradbury, we kind of know what he is, so I'd say it's still a concern. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I think it's my, right now, I think it's my single biggest concern because as apprehensive as people are about the defense, I'm actually anticipatory. Like, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Because coaching there, as we've talked about, and I'm not guaranteeing a thing, but I'm just saying coaching on defense can make a difference. Sure. I just don't – I just – I look at that interior line, and in pass protection-wise, I just don't know. Yeah, um, I agree with you on there. Outside of Murphy, where, what's your confidence level with the corners? Actually, I would say you know interior my, corners are – You know what my biggest concern is defensively? The run defense. Because yeah. I think they're going to get enough pressure on quarterbacks that it's going to help the corners a lot. I'm sure. not saying that they won't get beat, but I do think that I, – I think to go back – to your word, which I agree with. I think the chaos, especially, you know, the lesser QBC, it's going to throw yeah. them for a loop. And I do think that the, that you're either going to have guys like Hunter getting home or applying pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm more curious about the interior defensive line on the, on the runs and what happens yeah. when they get to the second level of those linebackers. And let's say it's Pace and Asamoa on the field together, not Hicks. Yeah. That's where I'm concerned. I actually think that the run defense to me is a huge question mark because I don't know how good they're going to be able to stop teams. Yeah, and that was an issue last year. Yeah, I mean, that that was an issue last year and um, probably is the bigger 
bigger concern because I agree with you. I just think you can you can scheme up pressure, and I think Flores is going to do that with all the movement around who's blitz and who's not. Um, I think they'll get pressure, but if teams start really just you know being phys- the physical offensive line, are they going to be able to handle that? And yeah. I think that's why I, I do think that's a, was a big part of why. Um. O'Connell found the Titans attractive as a joint practice to see how their front would hold up against that physical line. And I mean, it was a practice. So what are we going to take from it? Right. right. But it, was, it wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, I didn't think they got overwhelmed, but they also weren't tackling Derrick Henry. <laughs> and you, but right. you're not going to face Derrick Henry every week, obviously. But um, right. So no, but I, I would say interior. Uh, there's still concerns about defense, but maybe interior offense line is, is the top one. I got a question uh, for you about Quazy and goes beyond what we just talked about with his draft picks. I want to hear your opinion about Quazy and contracts because we, we've certainly talked about yeah. the, what appears to be the Hawkinson hold in a ton. But, you know, Phil Dex and I talked about this a couple of days ago. He is yet to give out internally, and th- this is what Spielman loved to do. He's yet yeah. to give out a big contract. They've said, no to Kirk. Jefferson's not done yet. And I think a lot of us thought that Jefferson would get that extension by now. And by the way, the price ain't going down there. Hawkinson's not done. Darisaw is going to be eligible for an extension next spring. What's your Noted theory? Here? Right? No, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Noted yeah, he, yeah. he got a torn up contract that they just said, okay, here's a, here's a year. And then you can walk, which I think a lot of us think he's going to do. So what's your theory or thought here? Cause I find this to be, very intriguing because I have no idea what the plan is here. Yeah, it's weird because if you look at, okay, like Marcus Davenport, that's a prove-it contract. And that's I was totally on board with that one. Like, okay, bring this guy in. He hasn't, you know, the profile looks like he should be better, more, more productive than the end, so bring him in on a one-year deal, even if it's for pretty big money. He's like, what, at 10? What did Davenport get? I can't remember what his contract salary was. But um, I understand, like, short-term there. But you're right. I, I I just thought we'd come to camp and first day of camp, there'd be a press conference with Jefferson that this is done. Um, I know they're, it's a complicated, right? Cause you're going to, it's going to be right. a historic deal. Jefferson is going to be historic. The Hawkinson one is confusing. I don't know if Hawkinson's side is being unrealistic. Um, if Quasey's still just hesitant to give out, um, you know, that, Really long term, five year, massive contract. Um, he's gonna he's gonna have to do it with Darisaw and Jefferson, right? And I think you're gonna have to do it with Hawkinson. So I don't know. I don't know if this is just a new GM wanting to make sure he's completely comfortable with what he's doing with these big contracts because this is this is gonna set his legacy, right? In a lot yep. of ways. One, what he does at quarterback, but two, these yep. the guys that you sign, the big contracts. Um, that's on your resume. And so I don't know, uh, if he's just being ultra thorough or cautious or, but I, I, I just thought they'd be done by now, Judd. I, I really did. And look, I like the fact that, that he is creating potential for, for, uh, freed up cap space. Like I do. Cause yeah. I, I mean, Rick tied himself down pretty poorly or badly and at the end of the day that becomes a pain but that being said no one has been signed so like yeah. you know like if, if they had said kirk is our guy and in march here's three years i'd be like oh 
okay, that's a tell, right? Or yeah. Hawkinson, who I think we all thought was going to be done by now easily. And it sounds like they're not that close. So if one or two were done, I'd be like, totally get this. And I'm not even criticizing him. I'm just saying, I don't know what the end game here is. And like, could Hawkinson be dealt eventually here? Is he for sure going to sign? What happens if on September 10th, he wakes up and doesn't have an extension, which is certainly a possibility now. Does his back still hurt? Like there's just a lot of unknowns here. And, and I am loathe to completely believe that Hawkinson is going to play in week one unsigned because no one so far has told the truth at all. So like, no. why, why would I believe him? Like, why would the one thing that I hang my hat on be, I'm going to play against the Bucks? You know, it's sort yeah. of weird, but I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, let's, let's officially see that before we assume it's a given. Yeah. And, and we know that, that Quasi inherited some bad contracts, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, Rick's regime punted him down the road into his lap. <laughs> so he had to clean up yeah. that. And, and he doesn't want to get in that situation where, he's tied to contracts that are going to be prohibitive from him doing his competitive rebuild and reshaping the roster. We know that. And that's, that's admirable. Right. Um, but there's ones you have to do. Right. <laughs> These are not like, eh, I'm on the fence about Justin. Jeff. No, it's like, right. <laughs> or who's your like quarterback? That, yeah. Like that the cousins one, I would even put in a different situation just because of i mean he's more complicated because of the age and like you know how how far do you want to go with him like jefferson there's no you know, that one right. you gotta do derisaw yep. you have to do yep. i think hawkinson you have to do right i mean what do you you're not gonna that's do my, that one that's my question do I, you I, what's the alternative here i mean Johnny Munn is the best third tight end in NFL history. <laughs> you know what? Now it's very clear why he said that. Now it's very, very <laughs> clear right. what O'Connell was saying, which is if he has to be the second. And and it's interesting too. And I'm not saying it does not get done, okay? Because if I'm yeah. if I was to put odds on on it, I would say that Hawkinson signs a contract before the opener. But all that being said, these joint practices shined a light on just how much Josh. Oliver has stepped into that role. Like yeah. for a guy that was signed to block, he was running Hawkinson's routes and he was doing th- that job. So yeah. again, we don't have a book on, on crazy or that's it. for the most part, O'Connell, we don't know. So like, we're always assuming, well, this is what the Vikings have done. This is what Rick did. This is what Brzezinski who's still there did. And yes, that's what they, they did, but we don't have a book. We don't know. We don't know what the planet quarterback is. We don't know if they they would, you know, call BS on TJ Hawkinson and say, we're not giving you more guaranteed than George Kittle. That's why I find all of this to be intriguing because of what we don't know about their philosophies. Yeah, the only thing we know so far is that he's more comfortable giving out these short-term deals than long-term deals in situations where guys still have a lot to prove, right? Like, uh I wouldn't put, you know, obviously you don't put Jefferson, Darison, and Hawkinson in that these guys got a lot to prove. Type that. I mean, you're just going to have to reward them. Um, right. Hawkinson is interesting because we know how, we I mean, we saw how valuable he is to Kirk and O'Connell, right? So, but the thing we don't know is like, there's been some reports and rumors that his side's wanting the moon, you know. I Does he want to, you know, be the highest paid tight end? Well, 
he's not the best tight end. Okay. But he wants not. the most guaranteed money, it sounds yeah. like. And so that'll be a test for Quasi. Like, all right, we're not doing that, you know, to see who who wins that stare down contest. I have to think they'll, you know, as it gets closer to that, because it, you're right, Judd, he doesn't want to have to miss games and he doesn't want to have to, you know, keep saying he has a back injury into the, um, into the season where he's missing games. So I, I, my hunch tells me it gets done before, yeah, before that first game. But yeah, um, this is a Quasi, you know, walked into a situation where there is a lot of big ticket decisions he has to, or big ticket items he has to solve. Yes. And my spidey senses on Hawkinson tell me that part of the, the reason for the uh, continuing different injury saga is to create the possibility that if he's not signed, he'll come in for the Buccaneers game and say, my back hurts. And then they can't find him. Like, yeah, like then they're yeah. so, so like, I, I think the reason why everybody is, is saying it's not a hold in he's hurt is that TJ and his agent, probably very smart, have decided, hey, if we paint this as an injury problem, despite the fact the team knows it's not, we can't have him then be fined. You know, because that would be insubordination. He would have to be suspended at that point. So I don't see that. But I just think it's intriguing. And, yeah, the last thing, have you in your time out there, and this is not a bad thing, it's a natural progression but yeah. to your point about like a lot of decisions and a lot of things, have you sensed a different, um, uh, not in a, like a bad way here, but tension than a year ago last year, it felt like the camp was easier. O'Connell was new. Everything was yeah. fresh. I sense from O'Connell, especially I sense a different, like we won 13 games and this is now going to be a chore. I think yeah. he's, he's ratcheted the intensity up, including himself a bit. I think. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that it's um purposeful. Maybe it's just because we know more about them and we know that these issues that they didn't have to deal with last year, right? right. It was hey, we're just gonna here's our roster, we're kinda gonna see what we have, then make a decision on how, you know, which way they go. Well, you know, now the quarterback situation is an issue, right? You have to, there's no more punting that down the line after this year. You've got to figure out what you're going to do. You already did. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, you have to pay him. You know, these, these contracts can't, you had a little bit of a grace period last year, yeah. a honeymoon where now it's like, okay, now there's expectations. Now guys need to get paid. Now you have to figure out the quarterback situation. So there's just that inherent, whether they're acting, I don't think they're acting differently, but there's just, there's just a little more inherent, inherent urgency about what's going on for the, to get this um, to get these issues resolved. Absolutely. All right, Chips Goggins. Thanks much. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. And uh, by then I think we'll be on the precipice of the opener. So plenty Ooh, to can't discuss. Wait. Appreciate right, it, man.